So when I hit rock bottom, like I couldn't heal it. Nothing was working. Even prescription, the prescription wasn't working. I still had outbreaks. Um, I think I just, I just prayed for a miracle. I was like, if you do not bring me something, I'm going to die. Like, get me something now. I need something now. And actually I saw Louise L. Hay. Do you know that Arthur? Yeah. You can heal your life. I saw her on Oprah or something. And this was the day I lost it. I, and I, she was so positive and she had so much light and she's like, you can heal yourself. You can. And I was getting angrier and angrier every time she said that. And then I cursed at her and I turned her off the TV and then I bawled my eyes out. And that's when I was like, bring me something like I want I used to be like that. I used to be positive until mm-hmm. this rape thing happened and this condition took over my life. And, um, the next day I met my breathwork coach. Welcome to the Deeper Awareness Podcast, where we delve into the depths of our inner selves, uncovering authenticity and transformation. Join us for enlightening conversations on breathwork, self-discovery, and the profound journey within. I'm your host, Josh Perry, joined by the delightful Hannah Oxley. Let's begin. Hello, and welcome to the Deeper Awareness Podcast. I am so happy that you are here I'm also so happy that I get to be here. I have been loving this whole journey of building this podcast with Josh. Um, If you told me that I would be hosting a podcast a year ago, I would not believe you whatsoever. I just think this is, you know, we get this life. We don't know what has come in the past, what is coming in the future for us. Um, So just my message to you today is to just create whatever it is. This is your life. Um, you get to be the boss. So um, just do it, do the damn thing and show up and put yourself out there. That's really the message of this podcast today. Um, Our guest today mentions that at some point where she says, just put yourself out there. It's scary, but we just have to do it if you want to succeed in any of your endeavors. Um, So like this for me is still terrifying to, um, record these little intros and I can, I still can hardly even watch um, or listen to my own voice. So even with the fear um, and every, anything that scares you, just go do it. Just go do it. Everything. The world is not going to crumble beneath you. If you do something a little, a little scary, a little out of your comfort zone today. So I just encourage you to follow your heart. So with all of that said, um, I'm really excited about our guest today. We've had so many breathwork facilitators on the show so far. We all know, Josh and I know all of them from the pause program that we both um, graduated from, got our certifications from. So uh, this is our first breathworker. She calls herself a breathworker, which I like. Um, I would always use the term breathwork facilitator, but breathworker just flows off the tongue a little bit nicer. So I'm so excited for you to hear her story. Um, today we have Kimberly Rose and you might know her from her Instagram page of breathe with Kimberly Rose. Um, when Josh said that she is coming on the podcast, I got a little nervous because I looked at her Instagram and she has like 17,000 followers. And I was like, Oh, she's going to be on our little show. Um, but it was, it was such a great experience to chat with her. Of course, that celebrity part of my brain you know, got 
softer as as soon as she popped on because she's so down to earth and so welcoming and also so willing to help fellow breath workers out there trying to make it because she's been doing this for 17 plus years and it's just really exciting to see all of the different ways breathwork comes into people's lives and how when you become certified um how all the different ways that people choose to help others with breathwork um so i'm so excited for you to hear all of her little tips and yeah without further ado please welcome kimberly rose enjoy the show mm-hmm. kimberly Hi. i'm so excited to meet you oh you too hannah nice to meet you and josh you too thanks for reaching out yeah i'm glad you were it all worked out so yeah so are you in you're in pacific time <laughs> yeah yeah where are you guys located I'm over on the East Coast. I'm right outside of Boston. Oh, nice. How lovely. I'm in Salt Lake City. Cool. I'm just south of Portland, Oregon. Nice. Oh, cool. Yeah. I always wanted to go out there. Yeah. It's beautiful. It just rains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I I went there once um, for a girl. She was living there. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was just driving around. And I was like, oh, my gosh. It's so, like viney and green and all these little hills and I would go around a corner and then I was lost because just all (laughs) these pockets of hills yeah that sounds beautiful have you did you grow up out there yeah yeah I've actually been in um I was living in Santa Barbara for 10 years because I I actually don't like I'm from Oregon but I just don't like to be here in the winter it's too rainy and so I i just made a home base in Santa Barbara. And so I was there for the last 10 years and then COVID brought me back here to Oregon. So I guess I'm staying here. <laughs> it all just kind of works here. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'll be, I'll stop resisting it. <laughs> I did the same thing with resisting my hometown, but here I am. And I Yeah. Love- yeah. The last place I want to be is my hometown. It's actually really hard to do breath work here in my hometown. Cause I'm just Kimberly, you know, I'm just like, Oh, the dumb Kimberly, like, what is she? She's breathing people. Aren't we? Wouldn't we be dead if we weren't? <laughs> like, aren't we already breathing? <laughs> like, it's just. <laughs> I get all of that. I get. All yeah, of that. yeah, yeah. But it's like it's like if I can make it here, it's like New York City. Oh yeah, here I can make it anywhere because oh, if I can totally. go through that resistance and that fear that yeah. You know, and you're in, you have, there's only like 10,000 people in the town that I live in. So if it wasn't for social media, I would be having two or three jobs right now. So thank God for Instagram because I, I'd be doing what I always have done. Mm -hmm. Two or three jobs outside of breath work. I like to help other breath workers like, Hey, this is how I'm doing it, you know, and, and some people don't want to, don't want to hear it. And I'm like, but you guys, you, if you do it this way, I swear it'll work. You just have to do it. And so anyway, the, you know, the right people mm-hmm. I try to tell other breath workers, like how I'm doing it. And, um, you know, well, whatever. you can totally share that here because oh, I love like to. 
Josh's intention, like he just keeps having this calling to, because we graduated from the same um, pause breathwork facilitator oh, yeah, yeah. Um, mentorship. And so he keeps just having this need. He's like, I want to help people. He's like, but I feel like after someone gets certified in breathwork, it's like, what now? So he keeps, I'm speaking for you, Josh, but he keeps feeling like he needs to help those people specifically that yeah, trying to, cause you get, there's so many blocks that like, cause it's that same, that's that same voice that you hear. Like, yeah, I, I breathe. What do you mean? It's like, you, everybody gets those people. So it's like, how can you work with that? And yeah, I, I, uh, yeah. After your training, what do you do? It's like, well, I did a lot of free breath work. I mean, you have to really put yourself out there, which is so uncomfortable. And um, there was a time where no one would do breath work here in Oregon. And I was living in Bend, Oregon for a couple of years and everyone wanted it for free. I'm like, you guys, I can't do this for free. Like, come on. And they're having all these breakthroughs. And then I just heard this voice and it's like, pack up your bags, go to Cali, go to California. And I did, I left with 90 bucks in my account. I'm like, just as long as I can get to San Jose, um, I can, I'll be, I'll get booked out once I'm there and the right, you know, the right people, you know, it's all referral. Like, Hey, can you ask your friend if they want a session? And you know, like there's some kind of exchange or food or sleeping on their couch or something like this was like 11 years ago that I was doing that. But and so, yeah, you do have to put yourself out there, but because of Instagram, it's so much faster. Mm. So it's, it's so much faster. It just takes time and it's not easy being a breath worker. It's not at first. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. And I can't wait to hear about your story because in out here in like Massachusetts and Boston, like there's, I've actually done a lot of work on my Google SEO, whatever. So when people Google, breathwork near me I come up which I'm like yes, like that's so amazing because there's really nobody else around here so right I'm taking that as a positive it's like yes needs it they're gonna come to me and I'm yeah. hope, hoping that more people um more breathwork facilitators pop up around here because I'm not I know I'm not for everyone so but I just think it's so beautiful that like I just had somebody come it was my um, I have my list, my little basement. I have people lie down right here, uh-huh. comfy rug. But, um, so my, it's the same thing. Like my friend's boss, she's like, you, my boss is so stressed and he needs to come see you. So he was just here a couple of days ago and he's just this like, you know, Boston accent construction, you know, Italian guy. <laughs> and he, he, my, my favorite is when people like the first things that they say when they open up their eyes and his was where the fuck did I just go? (laughs) That's the best. Yeah. What the F just happened? You know, what, how is that even possible from breathing? It's, I know it is so cool. And so I love it when it's the least expecting people. It's not like someone that does yoga already. Someone like he has never heard of meditation before and he was so willing. He knew he needed it. He knew he needed something. So I that's just, amazing. That's where I have all my hope for with all those. Yeah. People. Well, I'm and so I, curious about the 17 years of it. Like, yeah. I, like, like I was just saying, like, it's so hard nowadays, but I can't imagine 17 years ago, like how people oh are responding. Yeah. There was a lot of resistance. Like it took people in this area where I live in Oregon. It took, I mean, now I'm now breathing people here in the area. And I mean, 
it took about 10 years or so of being like, Hey, can I give you a breath work session for free, for free? And then, you know, it took that long, but that doesn't, that was just my journey. So I had to really, it's very humbling. And as a, you know, as a breath worker, when you have this like magic for people and you have this gift to show them and I have five Gemini's in my chart, so I could get really cocky. And I, I was like, I'm a master breath worker. This is in the beginning. I'm like, I help some, you know, whatever anyway. But, <laughs> and so it's like, I had, I had to be humbled. I had, to, cause I got, I kind of got cocky with it in the beginning. And then it's like the divine just smacked me every time I got cocky with it. And it's like, Hey, that's not why you're doing this. Like, you're not here to be praised. It's like, you have this really, you know, as a breath worker and you both have been trained to do this. It's like, you have this really sacred gift to show other people. And so I had to be humbled and I had to struggle for at least 10 years doing that. I'm not saying that that's, that has to happen to you guys because people were not open to it 17 years ago, as much as they are now. Now people are just so stressed. They want something. And, um, it just comes into people's lives as you know, right when they need it. Cause breath work is the real deal. I mean, it's so fast. It's so fast. So, um, yeah, so I, it, it was hard. It was really hard, but, um, I had no other choice. It was one of those kind of like God moments. It was like, Hey, this is what I want you to do. And I'm like, hell no, I'll never make money doing this. I'll never get married. I'll never have kids. I, I already saw like my 10 year plan ahead of me. And I was like, this is going to be absolutely struggle because there's so much resistance. When you talk about breathing with someone, Oh, it just activates all their trauma and birth trauma and just everything. It just activates all the shit we carry. And mm -hmm. so, um, it's funny. Cause I, I tell my boyfriend, I'm like, don't tell people that I do breath work. Just tell them I'm a therapist because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it makes people upset. Like, wait, what kind of therapy? And then as soon as I say breath, whew, they leave their body. Mm -hmm. so, um, yeah. I forgot what the question was, but just, it's just, it's so much better now to do breath work than it was 17 years ago. I always get that. Like you help people with asthma. <laughs> no. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. So, so what I did was even in the last few months, I switched it to like trauma release specialist. Mm. because that way it's like if you say if I say oh I I help people release trauma then they're like wait what how do you do that oh we do this breathing therapy you know mm. I have to really just find every every person that I've talked to breath work about I'm really careful of how I word it I, I just I kind of feel them and I'm like okay what should I say how can I word this so that their soul understands what I'm saying and um but a lot of people in my area, they just leave their body as soon as I start talking about breathing. <laughs> it's so, it's so funny. And it I just get made fun of a lot. So I, I'm so used to it though. I'm like, Oh, F you guys, dude, you haven't what, but what's funny is a lot of the people who've made fun of me over the last 17 years, their kids or someone in their family ends up doing a session with me. And then they're like, wait, what? You know, so everyone's watching no matter what. Everyone's watching what you're doing. They're watching your stories. They're watching your Facebook and Instagram. And they're going to follow your journey. You just, you just don't give up. You know, you just take, take your time. It's, 
it, it does get easier and be better, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, but. And I think it's, it's just all about our, our own intention. And if we're in it for the right things, we're going to get the right people following us and finding us. Like if yeah. we're in it for helping people connect deeper, whatever the intention is, like that's when the people yeah. are going to hear that. They're going to feel that through you, through your Instagram stories. Yeah, totally. And, you know, it's like the right people will find your, your videos. They, it just, I, every day someone writes me like, oh, I found your video or it just popped up, kept popping up. I mean, it just, it just finds the right people. Um, and it's funny because I have people, they hang out for like three or five months and then maybe they'll do a $10 monthly group session or they, they hang out for a while and they observe and get a feel or, and then maybe they book a session, you know? So it, it just, I, I've really, I, every person I have learned so much from because every session's different as you know, and, um, yeah, it's a very humbling thing to be a breath worker. <laughs> You're constantly learning. You're constantly learning uh, how to handle people and or how handle, you know, how to get this work out there. It's like, how can we get this work out there without pissing people off? <laughs> it's like, and I don't I don't want to sound like I know. I really don't know that. Much. I'm just gifted with taking people through sessions. I don't know that much about oxygen and all the stuff. I don't, I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor, but for some reason, when people do a private session, they can release a lifetime of crap. And it's like, as you know, it's just like, it's mind blowing. Mm -hmm. it's, so and it so takes a special soul to, in order to hold all of that mm -hmm. energy that gets released through somebody. Yeah. The same way, um, they're like, so diet, tell me more about the diaphragm. I'm like, goes up and it goes I, down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know anything about how the body functions. I just know that when you start breathing, you can just feel everything starting to open up. And, you know, I love breathing doctors and scientists and stuff because then they can explain what's going on. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> I just know it's, it's doing something. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. How did you guys get into breath work? How did you find this? So Josh, you want to go first? Uh, so I was a mindset coach uh -huh. and was trying really ultimately trying to heal myself first. Uh, I felt I, I grew up with a lot of shame. And so I was uh, trying to change it at a brain level. And then I, I had clients that I was taking them through processes. It was hypnosis. It was NLP. And I was helping them, you know, fix their thoughts. They had better thoughts, but they still didn't feel different inside. And that was my experience too. And I was like, what is going on inside my body still? And that's where my journey led to breathwork. And so wow. I tried YouTube. It was Wim Hof. I laid down and I breathed for 45 minutes. My body was vibrating and um, I released sadness. And I was just like, what, what is this? What just happened? And so that, that was my journey of, of discovering it. That's incredible. I, um, I was really sick. Like I had all these gut issues and mm. I feel like this is a similar story. A lot of women go through a bunch of gut issues, like in their late twenties. And I, 
because before that I was just living my life like go to yoga every once in a while like try to meditate but like just you know didn't feel like I needed it any in any different way um Mm -hmm. then I got really really ill and um I was on all this medication and I just wanted to like stop I was like everything stop like I just feel like all this medication is making me worse and I started trying to find like an online community of people maybe doing it like with a natural approach of healing their gut. And that's where I found somebody who was doing breath work. And she talks about how that helped with her ulcerative colitis and stuff. I'm like, well, how does breathing help? But, you know, I'm open to anything at this point. I was so desperate. So I found um, this one girl. I did one like practice session. She was actually doing um, through pause the program we did um she was doing practice sessions and so that one I was like okay like that was cool like I feel a little different then I found somebody else and I signed up for it it was like a week later I was like I'm gonna try this girl now I that was when I left my body like just that crazy experience of like oh my god like I just I said the same thing that you mentioned like I just healed like something I didn't even know was bothering me and it feels like it was in my gut and so I just kept going through all of that and noticing how strong the brain gut connection is mm-hmm. and just kept going down that path and um, I eventually was able to get a lot better I went back to work and I was like now knowing what I know now I'm like this isn't it for me this is not it for me and so I decided to start I got signed up to get certified and I just biggest invest, investment I've ever put in myself. And I'm just, just like, who, who's just signed me up for that? Like, I don't know who took over <laughs> my body. I don't know what I'm doing. No one's going to understand this. And I thought right. I had to like move out West to find people that understood what I was doing. But like I was, I said earlier, I was like, I can just do this. I can do this here. And if I can do it here, like d- through all of the other townies that probably make fun of me because they remember who I was in kindergarten. They don't know who I am now. Like if I can do it in front of all that with all that fear, I can do it. So I have, that's what I've been doing. And it was amazing. Yeah. Amazing couple of years. Oh, wow. That's, that's incredible. Good for you. It's so scary to dive into that. And, but when you're doing the breath work, you can feel the body healing itself. So, um, how, how raw can I get? Cause I have to, sometimes when I do podcasts, people are like, Ooh, don't say that. That's too much. So I no, we are like, all about the authenticity bring. Yeah. And I'm all. like, well, if people just hear half of the story, like, come on, like, let's give the full. So, mm-hmm. um, a little bit about my story, how I, how I got into breath work. Um, maybe 21 years ago, I was in a really traumatic experience. And I was, I was, this guy forced himself on me and that he was really strong. And, um, basically he raped me. And, um, two days later I broke out uh, with the STD. And so I had, it was just like bee stings on my body. And so it was so traumatic. And I was, I was raised in a really strict religious home. Like you wait till you're married to have sex and you're going to go to hell if you don't like that, you know, so that type of really trauma, traumatic, um, upbringing, it was really traumatic being raised in the religion I was raised in and I had nuns and they were very traumatic. And so I was constantly shamed growing up. Mm-hmm. And so that's what my body was carrying forever. Right. So that's, that's all I knew. So, um, 
I was waiting until marriage to have sex. And so my skin broke out two days later, you know, you go to the hospital, the doctor's like, you're going to have this the rest of your life. And I heard this whisper say like, you can heal, like, don't like pretty much don't attach, like you can heal this. And it's, I was never raised like, oh, you can heal yourself ever. And, um, but I, I heard this voice say you, you can heal yourself. And, um, so I battled for, I had a chronic skin flare up for probably two and a half years. Just, you know, you can't live your life. You're in bed a lot. Um, you can't enjoy, uh, sex. You can't be with someone, right. Cause you're going to give it them something. And, um, it just, my body was in fight or flight for those that time. And maybe I got like three or five days of relief. Like if I changed my diet or I did all the things I spent thousands of dollars getting all the right supplements, whatever there is, whatever. <laughs> and, uh, it, it only gave me relief for a few days. And so when I had that chronic skin flare up, constantly just like bee stings for two and a half years, almost three years. And then I just hit rock bottom with it. I started drinking. I started taking Adderall and then I really spiraled and I was starting to get suicidal. I didn't know that. I didn't know how bad Adderall was until, you know, late years, years, you know, years and years later. But, um, and um, I, I just prayed for a miracle. I was like, why I'm 22 years old. I, I, I should not be living like this. I should not be at the doctors like this is, I should be enjoying my life and <clears throat> partying and having a good time and blah, blah, blah. And, um, so when I hit rock bottom, like I couldn't heal it, nothing was working, even prescription, the prescription wasn't working. I still had outbreaks. Um, I think I just, I just prayed for a miracle. I was like, if you do not bring me something, I'm going to die. Like, get me something now. I need something now. And actually I saw Louise L. Hay. Do you know that Arthur? Yeah. You can heal your life. I saw her on Oprah or something. And this was the day I lost it. I, and I, she was so positive and she had so much light and she's like, you can heal yourself. You can. And I was getting angrier and angrier every time she said that. And then I cursed at her and I turned her off the TV and then I, bawled my eyes out. And that's when I was like, bring me something like I want I used to be like that. I used to be positive until mm. this rape thing happened. And this condition took over my life. And, um, the next day I met my breathwork coach. I met, um, I, I just met her through a friend. So that was on a Wednesday. I breathed on a Thursday and then Friday, the next day was the first breathwork school in Nashville, Tennessee. And so I don't know how she got me into school. I'm like, I don't want to go to school, but I just want to breathe. Like, don't make me breathe. I just need someone to vent to. I was very resistant with it. I was like, I don't need to breathe. I don't need to go over my birth trauma. Your birth has nothing to do with anything. Um, and uh, I, but what happened in my very first session, I like saw the nuns and how they used to punish me for me being myself growing up. Every teacher I had was a nun. And that was just my experience. You know, not everyone has that experience with nuns, but, and, um, but eventually it got to my skin condition and then I felt the oxygen healing my skin. And so I got like maybe seven sessions in my first month of breath work and my skin was clearing. And I'm like, Whoa. And so I, I didn't do 
the breathwork school to become a breathworker at all. That was the last reason. But then by the end of the training, I was like, oh my God, I think, I think this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, you know, and I was very resistant of course, but, um, so that's, that's my kind of like how I got into breath work and why, um, I, I just needed my, I wanted my skin to clear so I can just enjoy my life. And so, um, I, I haven't had any problems with my skin since breathwork school. <laughs> so, wow. Like it's like, it's in remission. Like there's, it doesn't run my life anymore. Um, it's just amazing. And so, and so sometimes like, cause even every breathwork session that I did, it was just like, it felt like forgiveness was flowing through my body. Like, Oh, that was innocent. And that was innocent. And they didn't mean that. And, you know, it's just like, I, I was forgiving the past with, you know, through the breath and, um, my skin was clearing up and all the shame was releasing from my body, like a lifetime of shame. So, and, and I think it took like five to six months somewhere in there. And I stopped having, um, skin flare ups. So I was, I was healing it. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's my, that's my, that's how I got into it. Sorry. That was so long. <laughs> no, oh my gosh. Don't be sorry. That was beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. So it's funny. Cause now um, I get a lot of people who find me online. I, I work with a lot of people with chronic symptoms, duh, because I went through it. You know, it's like people, breath workers get really scared. Like sometimes like, oh, you know, you're, you're going to attract the people, the right people who stuff that you've been through. So you'll, you, you know, you, you'll know what to say and how to guide them through the sessions and stuff. But so I work a, a lot with people with chronic issues. So that's kind of my mm -hmm. specialty, I guess. So is that ego that comes in? Cause I thought the same thing. I'm like, well, then I guess I'm supposed to help people with gut issues, but then I'm like, well, what do I know? Oh <laughs> no. Yeah. No, but you got, all the time. Yeah, no, but you got yourself through it. And that's why I love being a breath worker. I could never be a therapist. Cause I don't know what to say to people, mm -hmm. but the breath shows them. So when I train people to do breath work, um, they're like, what if I don't know what to say? And I'm like, I just tell them we're going to breathe in just a few minutes and you'll be clear by the end of the session. So just hang on, just hang on just for a moment. Like, wait till we breathe. You'll, you'll get clear <laughs> by the end of the session. And the, and the breath always shows them. So then I don't have to tell anyone what to do. And you know, that's, it's just, it's amazing. And I didn't have to go to school for eight freaking years, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, that's, that's my, that's my story. I love it. So you. can you talk more about the birth trauma, just yeah. your understanding and maybe some experiences that, that have come through? Yeah. So as I said, you know, I was very resistant. I'm like, why are we going over our birth? This is a waste of time. Your birth has no nothing to do with anything, but when we're in the womb, we're just learning everything. We're learning our mom and dad's relationship stuff. We're learning stuff about money. We're learning, we're learning our patterns. Like our brain is, is being developed in the womb. Um, from the first time the baby is conceived, uh, oops, we're pregnant. Oh God, this is a really bad time. And the baby can feel all that. And, and none of it is to blame or put shame on moms or dads or doctors, nurses, whatever. It's just a lot of, we can hold on to things. So for example, there's this one woman, she came to do a breathwork session 
And she's like, I've been depressed my whole life. And I was like, okay, well, how, how far? Like, uh, like ever since I was born, I swear. She's, she's like, I've just been depressed. I was like, do you know anything about your birth? Like at all? She's like, well, I was forceps and my grandpa died like a month before she was born. And that was her mom's everything. Like her mom's dad was everything to her. And so her mom was in that grieving that whole month of grieving, like right before. So, um, you know, the baby feels it. And, um, I, I didn't really go into depth with her cause she didn't do like a birth trauma clearing session. She just was like, I just want to feel better. I've always been depressed. So then I just knew to ask her, like, do you know anything about your birth and what happened in the womb? So the, I, I knew that was major, like her grandpa dying. And then when she was in the breath work session, she figured it out on her own. Um, by the end of the session, um, she's like, oh my gosh, I've been carrying my, my mom's depression and that grief, my whole, I, I've been carrying my mom's grief and she cleared it. And she's like a totally different woman now. Um, so, you know, we learn patterns with time. If you were born early or late, you're, um, your first experience of touch from the doctor or nurse, or let's say they didn't catch you when you came out, how that can play out later in life. Uh, you don't feel like people support you. Like you're always being dropped or, you know, it's, it, it's so deep. Um, if people got, got stuck in the womb, like if you're coming out of the womb and you get stuck, they could always feel stuck in their life. So it's pretty amazing because I can tell by uh, the way, someone talks, I can, I can hear their birth. I can hear, mm. I can, I know I can, I can tell them what their birth is, even if they don't know just by the way they talk. And, um, you know, that are us coming out of the womb. That's, that's, you know, some people don't like touch. Some people are crave it. Um, if they were separated from the mom when they came out of the womb, it's so triggering, <laughs> but when, when I was in breathwork school, I went to three different breathwork schools because I just wanted to learn so much. I wanted to learn everything because I, I thought it was mind blowing. At first I was resistant, but then when you hear people's stories, like if they weren't wanted or if they were put up for adoption and they have this deeply to the core, like I'm not wanted, I'm not lovable. Nobody wants me. Um, that can run their whole life. Right. And we all, we all have like, just cause I'm a breath worker does, I have so much shit still inside me like that. I'm all constantly working through, but I, you know, I go through everything just like anyone else and I have blocks and I have patterns and blah, 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 good and not good patterns. Right. So, but when it's present, I'll do my best to clear it. So when you go back to the birth trauma, it can really clear out those like, Oh, I'm doing that thing again dang it. Like, what is that? And so people find me when they're like, I want to clear that thing that I always do. Or let's say somewhere in the womb. Okay. I know I'll give you this example. There was this woman and she tried to come out of the womb at five months and the doctor sewed her mom up. So trapped her in there. And then she tried to come out at seven months and then at eight months but the doctor sewed her in. So how that has affected her later, she has huge anxiety and huge feelings of being trapped. And she has a new job opportunity and it's everything she's ever wanted. 
but she can't get past that fear because her body locks and she can't get past that, um, that, you know, being trapped because, oh, so is it not, so maybe I shouldn't take that job because that thing's coming up. And I, and so she, she does, she, she traps herself. She's only done one, she's just only done one group session and she's too afraid to keep, she's too afraid to move through out of the, out of the birth canal kind of a thing, you know? So, um, if people get stuck in the womb or if they're pulled out, you know, it, it all our patterns like forceps or whatever. I mean, if you tell me, if you tell me your, your birth, I can, I can tell you some really interesting things. Um, and we, we just naturally carry stuff until we're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea I was still holding on to that. And so that's mm -hmm. why it's really cool to go back to your birth. If you were planned or an accident or not wanted or wanted, or they wanted you to be the opposite sex, it is fascinating to kind of, cause I have all these birth charts. Um, and I got trained by a woman who's been researching people's births for over 60 years. I mean, she's on it and how their patterns play out. So like, let's say for example, someone had, someone had a baby and the, 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 or the toddler, if I'm around a toddler and they start talking like, I can't, I can't do it. And they want their mommy to do it for them. I'm like, were they born C-section or, you know, <laughs> tell me their, tell me their birth. Cause that's their like word. I can't, I can't do it. Mm. And they, they, you know, I'm a planned C-section. So, um, I've had to really train myself to move through things. I'm always trying to find the fastest way to do something or, which is a good thing sometimes, but sometimes like being a breath worker, I have to learn how to go through the birth canal. Well, we don't know what it's like to go through the birth canal. So our brain isn't wired to go through it where our brain is like, give up someone else do the work or some, you know, or let's, how, how can I do this the fastest way without going through the pain of going through that birth canal? <laughs> you know, I know it sounds really weird or induction. No. I work with a lot of, um, I work with a lot of pregnant women. And I work with toddlers and kids, whatever. And, um, the induction's a big one because, um, they're, they're for, you're, you're pushing the baby out of the womb when they're not ready. So their whole life, they will, they will resist you. So they, they resist it. They'll, they'll get back at their parents by, um, you know, just resisting things or they'll be like, Hey, do that thing. And then they, you know, they won't listen. <laughs> um, yeah. Just let me know, whatever. Yeah. It's very triggering because your body starts feeling stuff. So you just have to, you know, take a few deep breaths. If we, if we dive into your births. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm happy to share because mine is so prevalent. My, I was, it was two weeks before I was, um, my due date and my dad was like, I just have this quick business trip to go to like the baby's not going to be due. The first baby's always late. They're never early. So I'll be fine. Of course, he missed my birth. Oh. So, and that just says a lot about our relationship. Like he, I, he calls me every single day. We oh. talk all the time, but it's never. It's always just like, "Hey, how you doing? Yeah, nothing good. Okay." And then it's gone. Like our, uh -huh. that, that, those are our conversations. So it's already so like clear to me that that has to do with the way I came into the world. Yeah, and so like, so he left two weeks before you were born. Was he gone? For he a left. Long? He was, well, so I think, I don't know how long he was gone for, but maybe like a day and then my mom went into labor. And oh, so he was okay. Really hard to get back. Like he got there. I think it, 
I want to say he like arrived and the joke was that he was in Phoenix, Arizona. And so my mom was like, I'm going to name her Phoenix. And I'm like, mom, why didn't you name me Phoenix? That would have been the coolest name. Um, but he didn't want to be reminded every day that he missed my birthday. Oh. You know, I get it. But yeah, I'm pretty sure he like arrived and then had to like turn right back around, and try to find a book, a ticket home and uh-huh. he missed it. Okay. So um, you were, you were born two weeks early. I was two weeks early. Okay. Yeah. So um, you might have a pattern of um, being early or you might, it's, it's one or the other, you know, it's where you, you weren't preemie, were you? I don't believe so. No. Like okay. Any special or put in an incubator. No. Um, and so um, it, it could have been, it could have been like a rebellious thing. <laughs> oh, you're going to leave me. Watch the, you know, like, okay. I'm not important to you. <laughs> you think this world just revolves around you? Well, so, let me show you. Yeah, how how it can play out in relationships. Um, again, we all have this, so it's not right or wrong, good or bad. It's just, but so you know, like the law of attraction, right? The secret. So it's like, um, you, you might have someone who's quick with you, or you know, they kind of like your needs don't matter, or you're not, you don't might not feel important. I don't know if that resonates at all mm-hmm. or or you might have like when you're in a relationship, you might have this fear of them like going and doing their thing. And like when you, you know, you really need them. Mm-hmm. So um, I think my dad was like pissed that I was being born on this day because he had to go fishing. So every guy that I've been with up until this one, um, they've all planned something else on my birthday. And I'm like, God damn it. I got to forgive my fucking dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. My dad, <laughs> I have so many daddy issues, <laughs> you know? So I don't know if any of that resonates or not, but, um, you know, it, but so when, when you do a breath work session, you know, just, you could, you could breathe on, um, you know, I matter or, or, you know, maybe it, maybe it was a rebellious thing coming out that early because you wanted your dad there, you know, and mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty crazy. Cause I don't talk about this much. My dad had affairs on my mom when I was in the womb and it took her a long time to, to admit it. She was always protecting him and, and they're still together like almost 60 years. And I'm like, and I was training someone a couple months ago and I, even though I've gone over it a hundred thousand times, like dad cheated. Okay. Yeah. That was their shit. Not mine, whatever. Um, mm. I got into a deeper layer of it and I, I got to express to my mom, like I went to her a couple months ago and I started crying and I was like, I'm sorry to talk to you about this again. Cause her generation, they don't believe in going back to the past. Right. It's like, get over it, move forward, which is great. But then sometimes we have these hiccups and it's like, yes. so I, I sat with her and I was like, I, I was bawling. I was like, I just wish dad would have been there for you. He was messing around. He was running your guys's business and he wasn't there for you. And it just makes me so bad that he didn't have the respect for you and you needed support and he wasn't there. And so that's my whole life with guys, right? It's like, that I don't trust men and they don't show up for me. So I've really had to work on that. And it took a long time to get the guy I have now in my life. It took a lot of, a lot of breath work, <laughs> So, mm-hmm. but um, that's like something that came up. So if it ever, if it ever comes up, you know, if you ever have a talk with your dad or something, you know, it, it, 
it, it'll just appear when it's supposed to. But okay. um, anyway, it's it's pretty healing. Um, now my mom's in a place where she's pretty open about what happened while I was in the womb. It took her like seven years to tell me though. So, but, um, it's pretty, pretty fascinating. And then what happens when you, when you do talk about it with your parents, like, how was it for you? And what was really going on? Some parents do not tell you, they do not want to talk about it. And that's fine. Again, it's not to blame moms or anything, but when my mom finally, when she finally tells me like what she really went through my body releases, it's like a softening and like a compassion. And then boom, that pattern starts clearing out like, um, very deep wounded, you know, our biggest upsets and triggers and trusting people. Like it just starts to slowly melt away with time. Again, it's, I know that this comes in layers. So I, I just let my body do its thing. I'm like, God dang Like two months ago, I was like, God, how many times do I have to go over this stupid affair? Like, but it's just whenever my body was ready to release it, you know? And so sometimes it just happens in layers. So I guess yeah. I'll be working through it for a while. <laughs> I know. I always tell people that too, because I have, I teach a weekly class and people come in, they're like, oh, well, like I'm not able to do this or I met with this pattern again. And I'm like, listen, like, like, don't look at me. Like I have all these answers that I've healed all these patterns. That is so far from the truth. Like these patterns, they're patterns because they continuously come up. And every time they yeah. come up, it's about meeting yourself where you're at at that time when you're seeing that pattern again. And it's always a different, it's the same pattern, but yeah, coming at it with a different set of eyes at each time. Yeah. Did you, so so you were born two weeks early and then drugs, no drugs. And were you fast birth? Um, I'm pretty sure it was relatively fast. Mm -hmm. like um, my mom quick. definitely had an epidural. Okay. Um, but yeah, everything else was pretty smooth. Yeah. Okay. As far as I know. Yeah. And then my mom's pretty open. I'm always like on our birthdays, my sister and I were always like, so what were you doing at this time mm -hmm. during my birthday? Like, oh, yeah, they're good about that. But yeah, yeah, I was just thinking about it too. Like my boyfriend, anytime he he's a, like we're he hates when I call us homebodies, but we are. And so anytime he does like have a plan to go do something, I'm like what? Where are you going? You're leaving. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that comes in. Obviously, it's like you know everything's fine. I love when he goes to things, but I do. When you said that, it was like a there's definitely that little yeah. bit of like urgency to wait right right and um so now that now that we kind of we're talked about it now when when you do a breathwork session on yourself or whatever um you'll it, it'll it'll start to move out you know mm -hmm. so then it's like you know that you know whatever that feeling is that we get right. <laughs> so um yeah cool that's really how about, cool how about you josh do you want to go over it? Well, I'm trying to remember. I know my mom. So I was the first born of five okay. kids and mm -hmm. all the stress of he was like 23. She was 19, mm -hmm. just babies. And yeah, just she talks a lot about the stress that existed with from him, with him and just trying to uh, make it work as as kids do you know anything about the birth part um i don't remember i know she, i know i could find out okay she's open with that um like if they pulled you out 
I don't think steps so. Or, okay. Um, do, can you can you kind of describe so something like from that part of your birth how how it can play out later? Um, but 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 here's the thing about birth trauma too. Like like it's all perfect and it's part of our design. Because now, like, look at the work you're doing. You're helping people break through that the mind and the body, so that you know that that's the thing. The good thing about it is we have we're eventually, if we're doing our calling, we have to work through that that those hiccups. And so, like, the be mm, yeah, that's a big one. It's uh, hold on, I'm not getting the words yet. Maybe it'll maybe it'll come to you, but um, like not not being able to enjoy or I think the biggest thing is like guilt and burdens and not, not being able to experience joy or, you know, I don't know if these are all the things that you've had to work through. Um, religious shame, <laughs> you know, it's, it, um, your dad was scary. So she, I, was she frightened? Were you frightened a lot as a little boy or tell me how you were as a little boy? Yeah. <clears throat> so I grew up very shy. Yeah. And she would always just say, you were just so shy. And, and I, I've thought about it. I'm like, okay, is that my, because I'm not shy now. Uh -huh. And I feel like it might've been her fear of just trying to keep me safe. Right. Right. Like that much love. Of, and, and also her fear that she didn't know, uh, like there was no one to talk to. She had mm -hmm. to keep it all in. Yeah. And then when like I a, came along, I was the, the buddy. I was the, okay, we'll get the, through this together, you and I. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is your mom still alive? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I, so I'm seeing like this held back. So she, I mean, women in that time too, they had to hold themselves back and not speak up. And so there might be like a, like a held energy, you know, like. So, um, yeah, if you can find out a little bit more about like the birth part too. Yeah. Um, so if your mom was like, did you think she was like on the eggshells a lot? Mm -hmm. So, so how that can play out is like this big, scary guy, your dad. And then, um, um, you know, just holding yourself back and not wanting to step on the toes of others and, you know, which I'm sure a lot of it you've broken through already, but, um, yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting. So, and then you were, were you planned? Were you wanted? Um, so I grew up Mormon where, where we're taught to, um, I'm trying to remember. I left five years ago. So a lot of the verbiage has left my mind, uh -huh. luckily, but, um, it's multiply and replenish the earth. That's kind okay. of, that's a commandment. And so it's kind of like a, you get married, you have to, just like you, 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 there's no sex before marriage and make sure you're pure, you know, save yourself for marriage. And then, and then all of a sudden turn it on and, you know, you want to bring all the babies in, into the, into the world. And so I feel like it, that's what, how it was. It was the marriage happened. And then it was like, when it's my time. God will send me down here. And so mm -hmm. I think that's what happened. Okay. Um, can you, do you, are, can you tell me like a little bit of your patterns? Like when you're starting new projects or when you're, you know, when you're in your creative mode, like any, any hiccups that you might have. 
Because I might be able to tell you a little bit about your birth. So for the longest time, there was no, I didn't know how to dream, like think big. I didn't know how to envision or, mm. well, I still struggle with that where it's like, I don't know. I don't know what I want. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to um, think about myself. Yeah. Yeah. That, that could really, um, that's, that's it. That, cause your mom, you know, she's like, well, this is what God wants. And so it's like all about pleasing God and the man and you know, whatever. I don't know. There's something in there with that. There could be. Yeah. Um, and so do you, do you have a, do you have a pattern where you can't tell the difference between your head and your heart? Um, do you, are, are you, are you in the mind a lot or? Yeah. And like when you breathe, do you go like head, heart, head, heart, head? Like how, how is, when you do breath work, how is that process for you? It feels like it's mind. It's heavily mind at the beginning. And then I mm -hmm. can feel a moment where it's, there's a drop in and then yeah. I I didn't know to call it. That's when I'm in my heart, but I just knew my mind wasn't running the show. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Find out, find out. Can you text your mom or something? <laughs> text her or something and, and ask her because um, yeah, but I think, I think you just said it though. There's something with your mom and your dad and she probably had to hold herself, herself back. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I'm making any sense at all or if that resonates at all, but we'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, well, and she and I talk now, like I, I did breath work on her maybe six or eight months ago. Oh, cool. She, cause she's been on her journey uh -huh. and it's cool. Just the, the connection that we have now. Um, cause it's been tumultuous as I left Mormonism and, you know, mm -hmm. um, with that, all those beliefs that are tied in there. Um, but when I guided her through breath, she, it was like, she thought, she's like, how is Josh in my head? I can feel, I can feel all this love inside me. And, and I was like, it was you, it was, it was your breath, you know, and it, it was this connection to god or divinity or whatever mm -hmm. and so yeah it it was just really special for me to have that opportunity to just facilitate her and hold her through that i felt like well in some ways i feel like that little boy that's been trying to measure up or to take care of her it felt like mm -hmm. i got to in that moment even though it wasn't my job as a little boy yeah if it, it felt like in some ways that little boy got to fulfill that finally after decades, you know? Right. And, and, and you, you said like, after you were born, it was like you and your mom. Right. And that's, that's how another thing that, that plays out. Right. It's just normal and natural and it just happens sometimes, but um, that might've been a lot of pressure on you as a little boy to please mom, you know? And that's how the birth or you being born or created it could have put a, put a lot of pressure on you or burdens um when 
yeah, but that's cool that you got to do a breath work session with her. And like for once show her like, cause if she was even trying to identify that feeling that love that she was all of a sudden feeling during breath work, identifying it as you instead of her own self, you know, that could be a pattern too for her of like at 19, you know, right before, you know, as a kid having to answer to God or having to answer her parents, having to answer to God, doing what God wants next and then getting married and having, you know, doing whatever he wants you to do. And then having a baby, it's like, oh, well, I'll do everything for him. So it's like, oh, she's always like splitting herself into different parts. And so you brought her to this breathwork experience where suddenly she has this part. So it can't all be her, but it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make, does that make sense? <laughs> so, so since your mom had such a strong feeling of you coming in or like, you know, like that God thing. And so are you, so, um, how, how are your, how are your gifts? How are your intuitive gifts? So They're I, becoming more and more exciting. Sorry to <laughs> interrupt. Well, some of it was, it was like I needed a guide or a mentor to point out right. how I receive inspiration. Mm-hmm. And so, cause I've done my human design reading mm-hmm. a couple times now and they just are like, you have so much intuition coming through you. It's this, 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 and this. And I was like, well, nobody told me it was that, 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 and that. And so right. <laughs> I'm listening or I'm trying to have this vision or something. And that's not how I receive it. And so, um, so yeah, I, I'm developing these, these gifts right now. That's awesome. Yeah. Let me know what your, what happened at your birth or if your mom was knocked out or if, she had you naturally or anything, or if you were pulled out or C-section, and then I'll, I'll send you these charts. It's so cool. Okay. Like if you think human design is cool, this is, this is on that level too. Okay. So fun. Um, yeah. And, um, it'll really help. Um, so like, let's say there, if there was head trauma or something, not saying there was, but if there was, it'll help to gently unlock that head trauma or if they, you know, I, whatever, I don't know. I don't know your birth yet, but it'll unlock it and then your gifts will really come through. It's so that's why it's kind of, it's really cool to go back to what happened at your birth, if it was traumatic or not, because, um, that trauma does get stuck in the, in the body, or let's say the mom held the baby. Oh, the baby's coming too quick. I got to close my legs or the doctor's not here. And they close the legs. I mean, that's scoliosis is, um, that's where scoliosis, most of it comes from is if they held the baby in and it jammed their spine. Mm. And so, um, anyway, that it'll be, it starts, the body starts unlocking when we go that far back, it's not for everyone, but when people really are like, that's when I, before I found breath work, I'm like, why do I keep doing this? This is, I do this with everything. And then when I started asking, why do I do this? This needs to stop. And then that's when like breath work really came in. When I started at, like, I'm like, is this, is God doing this to me or am I doing this to me? Is God causing this outbreak or am I doing it? <laughs> and so I had to undo everything I was taught every, you know, as you know, um, through probably through your guys' journeys, um, I had to just throw it all away and just start fresh and figure it out on my own. And the breath showed me, you know. So when you were getting, when you were learning 
breath work was mm-hmm. this um all this birthing history stories part of that training or was it yeah it down? yes like they they that this type of breath work is called rebirthing breath work okay. it's like from the 60s late 60s um yeah that was part of the training and if I would have known that I would have never done it <laughs> <laughs> but they just I was drunk most of the time and at that time I was out of my body and numbed out so I didn't know what I got myself into <laughs> and like um part of you yeah needed it. so I was trained and so like the first few years after I got my certification I didn't necessarily do the whole birth trauma session with people I'm like I just want people to come in tell me their problems and we breathe that's all so that's what I did the first few years and then people wanted more and I'm like I got something for you fill out this birth questionnaire. I got, I got, I can take you deeper. So, um, and then I, you know, but hearing people's stories, it just, I got so addicted to it. Cause I, I love psychology and I love like, why, why do we do the things we do? And, you know, I love, um, human design and, oh my gosh, when I found human design, that changed everything for me. Cause I'm a projector. Mm. I like to take naps. And I shame myself my whole life for taking naps. And like, why do, why can I not work a nine to five? And how come I have to have a separate side of the house? Like I have to have my own space and I have to, like, how am I supposed to have kids if I need that much alone time? You know? So when I, it's like someone gave me permission to take naps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I felt about learning my design. I'm a generator. And I was like, so this is why everybody I call, like every yoga studio I call to try to get a breathwork gig or anything it never works out but when I sit back and do something that I love doing that has nothing to do with breathwork all of a sudden I get the call yes. I get calls. like so I'm like okay it's a, it's that same thing it's a, just that permission to be like yeah okay, and I love I, do what I, want to do. I love generators because my mom and my sister are generators and I always know when their answer is no but they say yes anyway I could tell in their tone of voice I'm like tone of voice <laughs> or they're like sure and I'm like your whole voice changed mm-hmm. <laughs> I do not do it if you do not want to freaking do it okay right. like because I don't want you to hate me <laughs> guilty <laughs> and Josh is a manifester surprise oh, surprise fun gonna bring a lot of gifts his gifts to the world yeah you have lots of gifts many don't you don't they have many gifts mm-hmm yeah very exciting stuff yeah just found his new gift of making rattles show her your rattle oh i made a drum a month ago and then i went back to the same lady and made a rattle yesterday it's so cool (laughs) that's beautiful so it is um bear bear skin Wow, that's really beautiful. It's so fun. And it's so um, the lady that teaches it is very like respectful of the animal. She treats it as a a ceremony and it's sacred to go through this process. And um, she described the. So this is masculine, the Mm -hmm. stick, and then the rattle itself is feminine. And then you put the medicine inside and I intuitively 
decided what went inside. And then when you combine the two, it creates the sound and it, you can, that's where the medicine happens is with the masculine and the feminine. And I had no idea. I just thought it was a rattle that made cool noise, you know? <laughs> oh, that's, that's really beautiful. That's awesome. Do you use that in your breathwork sessions? So, uh, well, I just got it yesterday or two days ago. Oh, yeah. So, um, this Friday coming up, um, the lady, her name's Sheree, she does, she has a space mm-hmm. and her and her friend do drum journeys. Have you done a drum journey before? Oh yeah. Okay. So I did one, uh, maybe six weeks ago. And as these two ladies were facilitating and holding, holding space, there were like 13 of us and it was 25 minutes and I was just experiencing it. And I was like, well, okay, this is very similar to breath work, but what if we bring the two together? And so, because it felt like my spirit or my body, something wanted breath work to be happening at the same time as the drums. Mm-hmm. So I met with the lady after and I was like, have you done breath work in this, in your space? And she said, no, she said, somebody asked me that last week. And I said, well, let's create an event. So we're going to do it this Friday. And we're still kind of feeling into what, like how the format, because mm-hmm. I don't know, I, I don't think it's, there's a right or wrong, but I think there's probably better or best, you know, mm-hmm. good, good, better, best kind of thing. So do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. I, you know, you just show up and it'll just, it'll just appear. I swear to God. Okay. <laughs> um, so I was trained by like the old school rebirthers. Mm. They're like in their eighties now. And they used to do like two hours of talking breath work and then breathe. And I'm like, dude, no one has time for this. So a lot of like the rules as a breath worker, I had to throw out cause it doesn't work for me. And, um, uh, I, you just show up and it'll, it'll just form itself. It'll surprise you. Like your body will just guide it. And every, every session will get better and better. Like every session I'm constantly tweaking something or, or like, Oh, okay. I need more space to not talk there or, you know, so, um, or, you know, so even just like hitting, you know, you got it just hitting your rattling and closing their eyes and just take three deep breaths. So when I don't know what to do, like when I'm guiding big groups, which I get really nervous and I feel sick and I just go through it every single time. All I do, I just say, let's just take three slow, deep breaths. That's how I start everything. Cause I don't know what to say, (laughs) 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 but that'll be so cool. And I'm sure you'll have the lights dim and you know, yeah, just, just show up. It'll just, it'll just come through. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say like, so if you're doing like a 20 minute, like, so how can you. Cause you know, when people, if you're, if you have like a short time, if, let's say it's 20 minutes. So like, if I only have 20 minutes to breathe, then, um, I, I just remind myself to go really slow. So then they drop in within like two minutes and then the 20 minutes feels like a freaking it. Well, to them, it feels like an hour to me, but it's like two minutes to them, you know, and they'll want more and then have your business cards ready, <laughs> have your flyers and business cards ready, you know? 
But yeah, just whatever you do is perfect. You can't mess it up. Yeah, nobody knows because they don't understand what breath work is. So there's no yeah, way. Like, so, so a lot of people, even they don't. One time I went to Joshua Tree and this old school breath worker, he talked for every, he had a really long, slow birth. Okay. His talk, I don't need to know what breath work is. Just lie my ass down and, and show me how to breathe. I don't need to know that I'm holding my breath. I don't need to know all that stuff because people, they'll start getting pissy and squirmy, you know? So, so, okay, let's get you guys set up and let's get you comfortable. And I don't tell anyone what breath work is. Most people who come in, like when I do in person, I don't say anything. I'm like, okay, just, you know, unless I'm like, if people are scared, I'll, which people do get scared here. I'll say, Hey, there's going to be moments where you feel good. And there's going to be moments where you feel kind of slight discomfort and just take your time, go slow, you know, but I, I always regret saying that I should just drop them in like, let's, okay, let's lie down. Let's get you comfy. Okay. Ready. You know, and just take a few deep breaths, <laughs> you know, cause yeah. Cause I don't want to take away from their experience by telling people what breath work is. And, you know, I don't, I just don't want to talk too much, you know, but yeah. Three, two, one jump. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's different. Like for me, I find that it just depends on the class, like even I teach the same class every Monday. And this morning I was like, Oh my, I you know, might as well get ahead of myself and get my playlist ready. And, but then I looked at the sign up sheet and I'm like, okay, there's only a couple of people signed up. And I'm like, who knows? Like, cause every time I prepare yeah. it's, I, I throw it all out the window the second I get there. So it's like, just me oh. as prepared is just being aligned. Like right. I don't set anything up because depending on someone might come in, crying from a hard day and that we're going to focus on whatever that is right. like it's it's just yeah being ready for anything yeah and, and not I, having any expectations yeah when I when I when I teach people when I train them I just say just show up like just no matter how you're feeling you're like yeah I have your music playlist but um just show up because no matter how you're feeling or what um I I gave a talk in front of 100 people two weeks ago and I was I breathed them too. And I had this whole presentation and what I was going to say. And as soon as I got in front of everyone, it's like the divine had a totally different plan. They're like, throw that out. Tell them your, your rape story and like be real and raw. I saw I, I, I threw, I just like, <laughs> whenever you show up, there's a totally different plan <laughs> that, that happens. So bring your rattle and bring some good music and some candles or something and you know just show up and your love's enough, you know. Because mm -hmm. yeah, we don't it's it's kind of like birth. Like I have people who plan this birth for their baby, and sometimes the baby has a totally different plan. <laughs> so it's <laughs> like I'm constantly learning surrender as a breath worker. Mm -hmm. And there's moments where I'm like, I like, I, I'll say I'm going to breathe a celebrity or something, which I don't care about celebrities, but it's exciting. Right. Cause they have such a huge platform and they're going to share your work. Right. And then I'm like, Oh my God. And I'm expecting so much from their session and then don't hear from them for a while because they're processing. And I'm like, ah, you know, but I didn't, <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm like, God dang. Well, I was just hoping way too much for their session. Like I just need to calm down <laughs> and not try so hard, you know? One of the qualities we got taught 
to embody during our training was the quality of being agendaless. And so I remember like learning that word the first time being like agendaless. Okay. Yeah. What is and- that? <laughs> just not having an agenda oh ag- agenda agendaless agendaless yeah and I yeah. remember being like okay and then starting looking around my life like damn I always have an agenda for everything uh-huh. like so that was a whole shift for me and yeah it's worked every time like not having a clear yeah. intention but not having an agenda totally it's a huge difference. Yeah, it's a it's a practice every day. It's like, okay, I feel like shit. I have a session in 10 minutes. Today I didn't feel like crap though. Normally I feel like crap before a podcast or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I already know the drill. Just show up and then it clears. It clears. As soon as we start talking, then the energy moves from my body. It's so mm-hmm. annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh God. You know, I have to learn not to take my body symptoms personally before a session but, and, and what I'm thinking, like, let's say, for example, someone is really stressed about money. I will be so stressed about money out of nowhere that right before their session. Mm-hmm. And then I forget a lot of times I forget like, Oh, and then when they say it, I'm so stressed about money and I'm like, Oh frick, that's where that's coming from. You know, it's like, Oh dang. Or like my neck hurts before someone's session and they come in, you know, you already know it's just, it's not easy being a breath worker. <laughs> It's, it's so many things to be aware of and I, that's a huge one I'm still learning of, yeah like knowing when it's not my energy when it's someone else's energy yeah What's yeah that? as soon as we start the session it moves mm-hmm. I'm like oh there we go okay oh god and so it's like a practice of not taking myself personally you know or my thoughts or god we don't get paid enough for this shit <laughs> We're constantly working on ourselves. <laughs> no, it's good. You guys are earth angels for sure. I always pre-warn people. I'm like, are you sure you want to do breath work? Like, you know, are you sure? Open up a whole can of worms. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I pre-warned you. Buckle up. Yeah. So Kimberly, can you share? I was looking a, a little bit at your website. Can you share like how people can work with you? Mm-hmm. Um, you mean like the types of sessions that I do or how, yeah. how to reach me or all of that? Yeah. Um, well, the fastest way to reach me is through Instagram brief with Kimberly Rose. Um, I get back to everyone if I feel like their intentions or, you know, you can feel someone's heart, you know? So if they're not like energy vampires, um, or, and I have like, I have all my links there, you know, if they want to book a session. So the first session is the, you know, book a one-on-one with me. That one, we just kind of go over whatever's really weighing on you. And, um, we might talk for 30 to 60 minutes, just kind of talk therapy. And then they breathe for an hour. So there's that one. And then I have the birth trauma clearing session. Um, I do work with women with fertility, but that's rare, but I do. And the, you know, they'll reach out to me. Um, so I used to have that session up, but, um, you can just scratch that one out, but, um, I do $10 monthly group sessions on zoom and they're very private. Like 
I don't, you can have your cameras off and you're, everyone's muted. So then it's really private and it just feels like it's me and you, you know, through your breath work session. And, but everything's on my Instagram or my website, breathewithkimberlyrose.com. Yeah. So I, I, the, the biggest, as a breath worker, the biggest thing for me that, how do you get this out there? How do you put into words what breath work is? It's so hard to kind of structure and market what you're doing. And, um, someone taught me through this one course that I did that just put a free thing in your bio, just put something for free. So I have free, I pushed a lot of free breath work the last two and a half years. And that's what really grew trust. And that's what really grew my business. I had 800 followers two and a half years ago. And now I have like over 17,000. So that is the power as from one breath worker to another, just having that, you know, hop on a live once a week or every other week and let's do breath work, mini breath work real quick and then get your rattle out, you know, just make it real special for them. And that's how I gained a lot of trust, but, but that's how people can reach me. Um, yeah. Through my Instagram. Mm. And I wanted to ask you a quick question about, I saw that you do like breath work for kids. Yeah. And so I've been asked a lot in my little community. A lot of people are like, you need to do this for kids. You need to do this for kids. Totally. And so I just do very simple breath because I wasn't trained specifically for kids. So I, I want to make sure I feel like I'm doing okay. We just do it very simple, crazy, like no, no pressure on how quick they need to be breathing. So I don't know if you have any other advice. Yeah, I wasn't trained to do kids either, but the kids were popping up. So I had, I, I just, I had to learn from the session. And so it's just that same thing, just show up and, um, I've had to, I've just learned from the kids. So with kids, depending on the age under five, they don't need more than 20 minutes. They're clear and done in 20 minutes. It's really amazing. And they're just themselves. And, um, but, um, so sorry, what was the, what was the question about working with kids? I guess just meant just touching on like how, how often you do it and what's. Yeah, I do one a week I do a kid session um toddlers I do a couple a month and then last night I was with a 13 month old baby and I was showing her how to take deep breaths I should have videotaped it but it wasn't my kid so um so um maybe at five or six years of age on up they could do a full hour so they'll let you know when they're done Mm -hmm. but but um you just kind of feel your body so I had a four-year-old, a woman, um, a, a mom came to me. She goes, my daughter was forceps. She had a really traumatic birth. A new doctor came in that I didn't know. And they took over the whole birth and it was really traumatic on my little girl. And then they separated her from me. So as a four-year-old, she's really traumatic or she's, she is deathly afraid of men. And she's just deathly afraid of people coming in and she just, she's afraid. And so it was, I was like, wow, I don't know how I'm going to do this session. But, um, so I just kind of hung out and she was hiding behind her mom and her mom was in the room and she was on the little girl was on the zoom. And so I just kind of like laid on my side with her, you know, I laid down on the floor and it took about five minutes for her to, to trust me. 
And then I just kept letting her know, okay, we're just going to breathe in. I am safe. You know, I am safe. And then she kept saying, so we said, I am safe for like, and my mommy and daddy love me and it's safe to trust, you know, like little cute affirmations like that. And I had her breathe it in. So every kid session is different. So, um, but you'll, you'll, you'll learn from it and you can't mess it up. And they'll, even if they get like 10 minutes in, they're going to feel better and their parents will notice Hmm. like they, that four-year-old girl's girl's parents, they're like, we have never seen this side of her yet. We actually have our little girl back. So because she's always been afraid since she was born. So she got it at four years old. Hmm. Can you imagine getting this when you were a little kid? I would have changed everything everything I was a scared little kid too so that would have been amazing yeah um did I answer your question yes yeah and you know it's crazy a lot of breath workers aren't trained to um to work with kids I mean they we trained on it for like 30 minutes yeah but I never had kids to practice on yeah but yeah that's the kids kids need need breath work they Mm -hmm. need it so this, I'm sure you guys will start breathing more kids. I'm getting, I'm getting more kids. I'm actually, um, breathing like 127 kids tomorrow at school. <laughs> oh, and, and, um, I haven't done that since 2018, you know, before COVID days. So I'm like, wow, I don't like what I, I'm not even planning for it. I'm just going to show up because the energy, I might be like, okay, I'm going to talk for two minutes to the kids. Well, maybe they don't have the attention span to listen to me talk. I don't know. How, you know how kids are now. And so I, I'm just going to show up and see what happens. Cause I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I know when I feel the vibes and feel like which, what, what kids are watching me and what are, you know, I'm, I'm just going to feel out the room and then take it from there. Cause I don't know how you can plan for that. Mm-hmm. but we are going to lie down and breathe I, in the, in the gym. I do know that <laughs> it's going to be hilarious, <laughs> Shoot. but I've been wanting to work in schools and with kids. Um, so it's like, okay, finally it's starting to present mm-hmm. itself again. So yeah. I had the opportunity last year of someone invited me to do a school, but it was like one of those teacher's days. So it was just mm-hmm. for the teachers, not the yeah. kids. And one of the teachers reached out to me a couple months later and was like, can you come do this after school program with me? Because I think it's so important for the kids to know this. So they invited me back again this year. So I'm just I'm awesome. so excited that it's that they or people are open to it and really getting a lot out of it. Yeah. And I, I'm doing um, a lot of like businesses. So I'll go in person or on zoom and breathe like corporate, you know, that get into that corporate energy <laughs> and they love it. Cause it's like drugs, you know, mm-hmm. they love it, it's so uh, true. but good. Yeah. Keep, keep doing that. I breathe a lot of teachers like in the, in the kids' classrooms yeah. too. And it's um, yeah, just, just keep going. It just takes time. Don't worry. The money will come. It, it does come. You just have to keep, keep going. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for all the advice and just sharing all of your wisdom with us. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, anytime you can ask me anything. I, I really just want to help other breath workers like figure it out, you know, cause I, I've had to figure it out and, so, and, and sometimes I'm like, dang, it's just going up and up and up. And then I have a slow, 
you know, it's still always like this. I'm like, can it just be like this? <laughs> that would be <laughs> but it's <boring>. not. <laughs> it's like with anyone who has their own business, it's never steady. Yeah. It's just one or the other ups and flow, you know, ups and downs and flows. And I, I've learned how to rest when I, if I'm not too busy, I've definitely learned how to rest. So mm -hmm. I take advantage of my rest days when I get them. Definitely important. Yeah. Well, if there, we always like to end with something that a message you would like to share, even though you've shared lots of wisdom, lots of messages during this, but anything else you want to say? I, I, I think the only thing I always tell people is um, just take a few deep breaths through the day. <laughs> just take three deep breaths mm -hmm. in any moment and it'll help you feel better. Always our life force. Yeah. Kimberly, you are such a gift. Thank you. Thank you. You too. You guys are amazing. What a great episode. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Um, let us know what you took from that. Leave some comments, share with a friend who also might resonate with the story. Um, subscribe, like all those things so that we can spread the word about our podcast. And so all of our beautiful stories that we get to hear from our amazing guests get to be shared around the world. We appreciate you as a listener and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Deeper Awareness Podcast, where the journey of self-discovery and inner growth continues to unfold. We hope this episode has ignited a spark within you and inspired you to embrace a more conscious and authentic existence by looking within. If you enjoyed today's conversation, be sure to subscribe and stay tuned for upcoming episodes, where we'll continue to explore the transformative power of breathwork and emotional healing. Continue the conversation and stay connected with us on Instagram. Follow at Deeper Awareness Podcast to receive daily inspiration, valuable tips, and updates on our latest episodes and offerings. We'd love to hear your thoughts and insights from today's show, so feel free to share them in the comments below or tag us in your posts. Your engagement and feedback mean the world to us as we strive to continue to create content that resonates and empowers our incredible community. Together, we can continue exploring the depths of consciousness, fostering genuine connections, and supporting each other on our transformative journeys. This episode is brought to you by You Belong Breathwork, your destination for transformative healing and self-discovery. At You Belong Breathwork, we believe in the power of breath to unlock the deepest parts of ourselves, leading to profound insights and a greater sense of connection and belonging. Whether you're seeking emotional healing, a deeper connection with yourself, or a path to authenticity, our breathwork sessions, retreats, and coaching programs are designed to guide you on this transformative journey. Our experienced facilitators are here to hold space for you as you explore the depths of your consciousness and discover the infinite potential within. Visit youbelongbreathwork.com to explore our offerings and download a free guided breathwork session. Thank you for being a part of our deeper awareness community. Stay connected, stay curious, and may you embrace your true essence with love and compassion. Goodbye for now and see you in the next episode.